0: What can be done about unmet needs after trust is broken? This video covers that, as well as how porn can be more than a breach of trust.
1: Now, last time we discussed the concept of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, so that conversation will be continued in this video. Let's begin. The thing I find interesting, when we start messing with the lowest two, the uh, the basic core needs to stay alive, food, shelter, you know, air, that sort of thing. And the second level safety, when those start getting messed with, that's when you start finding PTSD. If there's long stretches, if there's uh, huge, you know, breaches of safety or, you know, somebody uh, had a life threatening near death experience, that sort of thing that's that can set up some PTSD and the thing I find interesting is guys will camp like level three and a half and above where they're like I'm not getting what I want when I want it I'm not getting respect from you you know you give me those things first you give me whatever love attention that I want and then I will help you feel safe you know so he's up here going well, she's not giving me all of these things. She's down here, you know, twitching, going, I'm barely getting by, yeah. you know, because I don't feel safe. That's the kind of relationship we typically see. Not all of them are like that, but and not all guys say that some guys, you know, can step outside of, of their, their needs and wants. And-
2: I mean, I think they live it, even if they don't say it in that like ugly way where it's not so selfish overtly I think it's sort of like accident this is like one of the blind spots that like you know we talk about is they want to connect their, they're just like why won't you lighten up just come and have fun and like be a person with me like we used to like why are you doing this and they don't realize like how big of a role they play in the absence of safety and trust that that their partner feels in the relationship mm-hmm. and right so my work's reverse engineering that it is can you supply the requisite amount of safety and trust to your wife through a series of habit changes that then invite her to come join you on level three level four of the pyramid it's Mm -hmm. a privilege to live up there right and it's one that i comfortably lived in throughout most of my relationship until Mm -hmm. i started sleeping in the guest room Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah you know getting back to what you were were saying about your story one of the things that you know came from your your Facebook group and, and comes up for us. Um, you know, you, you're talking about those, the, basically the death of a thousand cuts mm-hmm. and, and they're little cuts, right? They're little things. It's the, it's the consistent disregard where, you know, mine was so flagrant. Porn use, I know that there are some relationships that that's fine. It's the lies you lie to somebody a thousand times about whether or not you did the dishes and it's still going to destroy your relationship. Yes, sir. You know, I I was dishonest about what I was doing. Pornography was a part of it, you know, and it still wouldn't have been okay with her if I had said, Hey, you know, I'm using porn tonight and and had been clear about it.
1: He, we got married under the, the, Mm. guys guys that he didn't want it that it wasn't a problem in his first marriage so he thought marriage would get rid of it that um he was willing to talk about it and that we could have decent conversations about it and I thought if he doesn't want it and marriage makes it go away and you know that was foolish of me for not understanding how addiction worked um but if he's willing to be honest about it and he's willing to talk about it then we can get through this and if we can't then you know what it'll help me resolve some of my remaining fears so um that's kind of what we got married under but i'm sorry
0: yeah well so you know pornography can be hugely damaging to a marriage you know well what if i have an affair you know that's got to be more damaging and the reality is they're pretty much the same. You know, I've worked with clients, i worked with clients that have lost their jobs. I've worked with clients that have gone to prison. I've worked with clients that have had affairs, been to massage parlors, been to prostitutes. And their wives are really not any more or less hurt than the wives whose it's just pornography.
1: I want to be a little bit more clear. And what we've seen is the wives of the husbands who have visited per, uh, prostitutes are not more um, traumatized than the wives of the husbands who's, you know, just used porn. Right. But yeah. one thing I do want to say, because the, the first thing on your list was pornography use in marriage as a breach of trust Like that was what your um, Facebook group had as a thing that they wanted. Absolutely. I I do want to say, yes, absolutely. It can be a breach of trust, especially if there wasn't that agreement going into it. Husbands, you need to understand wives do see this as, okay, I'm no longer the leading lady in my own life. I'm no longer the leading lady in my own uh, marriage. My husband would rather pursue other women versus pursuing online content on how to be a better husband. Yes, it breaks trust to the point where one of the top, top neuroscientists in the land, doctor, uh, I think his name is Daniel Amen. It's either Daniel or Joseph. I always get him mixed up. I think it's Daniel. He took one look at the data that these two psychologists that were working with betrayed partners uh, brought to him, he took one look at that data and said, That's PTSD. So, and then I've heard four counselors say what they see is anywhere between 70 and 98% of the women who come to them, whose husbands are involved in pornography, um, have clinical signs of PTSD. So, not only is it a betrayal of trust, a breach of trust, it um, it's one so devastating that it can cause no joke PTSD. Mm -hmm. And that's what I help to heal in in the lives that come to us.
0: And I do wanna follow that with one one quick comment. Um, None of us are doctors, none of us are therapists. We are people that live through our own story. We help through our own story. There may be need for you to have true medical professional help
1: true counseling help
0: yeah and 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 I also understand we understand that for some people doctors and therapists just don't speak to them the same way that we do so
1: in fact Matt you said something about um it was I think on our last call you said uh, I have people coming to me saying, I don't want to visit a therapist. So we're for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have people. Yeah. Thanks for joining us next time. We will be discussing emotional affairs and defensiveness and what can be done instead. So we'll see you then.